0: as he loves himself. Wait! I got distracted. And the truth is I wanted more of my will than I did his will. And you must be so confused right about now. Why am I dressed like this on a Sunday morning? I missed the groom. I am his bride, the church. And if he had come back for me and I completely Miss what does it even mean that I am the bride? The church is the bride. Let me explain it to you. Do you see? Usually, when a man meets his love, he would say something like this. Your eyes are like the doves, and your hair is like a flock of goats flowing down the mountain of Gideon and she would (laughs) and it gets better because then he would say to her and your teeth are like a flock of goats freshly coming up from a wash oh he loved me so much If only I had fully understood what he was talking about when he said the bride, the church belongs to him. Do you know that in some cultures and long ago, there is such a thing as the covenant and the bride price. The covenant would go like this after he had complimented so much on her looks and all of her goat teeth (laughs) it was his job to go to her father with the covenant and these days we don't even do that do we we do not respect the parents we just go ahead and we say i'd like to marry your daughter but in those days the man would go to the father and the daughter and he would bring along with him the covenant and in that he would explain how he intended to take care of the daughter. It's the covenant. Well, where do you work, young man? I am dutifully employed, sir. I am a father owning 50 camels, 40 cows, lots of goats and sheep, my lord. I am well able to take care of your daughter. And more than anything, what was important was the bride price. And if she was so beautiful with all those goat teeth, <laughs> you know the price had to be high. It is beautiful. I know you would agree that it is beautiful. But my lord, the bridegroom, he did even better. In that he said when he gathered his disciples he in the upper room he said my covenant to you is this that I would allow my body to be broken and my blood shed for you and what was his price he went to his father and he said father my price is this I will lay down my life that is how much he loved me, and I, I missed it. I completely missed it. I did not understand what he meant when he said, the church is my bride, the covenant, and the bride price. And it gets even better. There is the cup. In that when the father had agreed that he can marry his daughter, the, the, the bride as she sits by waiting, all blushing and shy, <laughs> the groom, he would knock. And I bet you she did this. <laughs> come in. And he would come in and he would pour her a cup of wine and he would offer it to her drink my love and the moment she drank it it was her agreement that yes i am in covenant with you i pledge my life to you it is wonderful i know but my lord my savior he did it even better He that with his disciples on that last night and he said, I have eagerly desired to share this cup with you. And he offered them the cup. And the moment his disciples drank from the cup, they were betrothed to him. And I... I think about all those Sundays I sat in church and I drank from that cup, pledging my allegiance to my betrothal, and then betrayed him over and over and over again. The cup. And it gets even better because after that he offered gifts.
1: He gave me a ring.
0: (laughs) It was beautiful. And he left me money. And all of them, he said to me, these gifts, as you use them, you will remember me. You would remember my love. It will fix your attention on me, the gifts. They were beautiful, but my Lord, my Savior, my bridegroom, he did even better. He said, I too give you gifts. I give you the gift of. Preaching and teaching and faith and mercy and prophecy and evangelism. I give you gifts as my bride to use to glorify my name. My Lord did that for me. And what did I do with his gifts? I abused them. Well, I took pride in how good I was at preaching his word. And of course I had faith, and so I walked around high and mighty, I wish I had understood it more because I think he would look at me and he would say how did you pawn my gift and yet you want to be married to me but you have never extended an invitation to people about me and yes he's holy and I became legalistic and so many times I put a damper and blocked the doors of those who wanted to come in to get to know him. I did that. His bride, I betrayed my Lord, my Lord. He he left. He had to leave. That is what they do. My love had to go away to prepare a place for me on his father's house. Did you know? Yes. And the way in which he built the house was to his father's specifications. My groom did that for me. And the worst part about it is that I missed him so much because I knew that it would take years for him to return to me. And that is why he left the gift to say, use my gift and focus your attention on me. And I did not understand it, because when my groom left, he said to me, I go to prepare a place for you. It was his promise, it was his pledge to me, and I will come again to receive you unto myself. My bridegroom left to return and if you were to ask him, when would you return for your bride, he would say to you, no one knows but the Father. And there I was, a waiting bride, longing for him to return to me. And every time I was out in public, I had to keep myself pure and sanctified, and it called for the veil to be a cross, my face. No one could see the beauty that belonged to him. It was long. It was hard. There he came. Him. He enticed me away from my bridegroom. He waved and I ran to him. And I know that my Lord said, wait for me. And I know that I promised him that I would, but I couldn't. I I fell short, and the closer I got to him, the more I realized that he was just using me. And eventually he burned me, and he hurt me. And I know that I am no longer worthy of the bride price that was paid for me. And yet I know that my bridegroom, he would come and he would say, They flogged me and I took it for you. They lashed me and I took it for you. They drove nerves in my hand and I took it for you because I love you. I love you and I still want you. And somehow I could not find myself to go to him. It was too long. Life got hard. I compromised even the gospel. I dressed up. I dressed it up to, to be relevant to the world. I did. Yes, I did. I know he must have been so disappointed in me. But I, I was just led astray again and again and again and again. And I listened to the lies of the enemy over and over. I could not set myself free. I tried. I know that his truth had once set me free. But yet I went back towards the enemy. And even now, even now, I know when he looks at me, he looks at me with love. How can he still love me? How can he still love me? I am an unlawful wedded bride, and I know that it must be too late for me to even recover. And yet... I believe that he would say to me my will was put to the test time and time and time again when he left glory it was for me and when he stayed on the cross Clinging to it as if he was holding at long last child. It was for me that he stayed there. And even as he was on the cross and his mother could not recognize the way his face was brutalized and scarred, he stayed on the cross for me. How much did he love me, you ask, so much that he proved it by showing me he died. He died. I am not worthy of him and yet he's saying I love you I stayed on the cross for you what you called a crucifixion he must have referred to it as his proposal I love you will you marry me will you marry me I am unworthy. And I desperately need his grace and his mercy. And yet even in that I am convinced that he would say, My daughter, my grace and my mercy, I lavish on you. I lavish it on you. For you I died. For you I gave it all. I love you. And the day will come when he will return the trumpet will sound but in those days it was what you call a shofar and it would be in the evening that the bridegroom would eventually come his bride and there she would be waiting for him eagerly and the moment she hears the sound of the chauffeur, she would grab her lamp and she would run out to meet him half the way and it sounds so familiar to me because the good book says that on that day that no man knows he himself will sound the trumpet and the sky would be the clouds would be rolled back like a scroll and he would descend and I would meet him in the sky. But I missed him. I missed him because I was unfaithful to him. Are you unfaithful to him? And I know that you should be waiting. For him but are you even waiting for him do you think this is a game are you faithful did you drink off the cup did you receive his covenant did you say yes To him, how are you waiting? Did he give you gifts and did you accept the gifts? And how are you using his gifts? Are you betraying him the way I betrayed him? Do you feel the shame and the guilt of the betrayal? Of him who went to the cross and stayed on the cross so that you and I could receive the gift of eternal life. And yet he has asked for us to wait for me. I will be back. But how are we waiting for him to come back? And perhaps, like me, you're pretending, you're just playing. You just show him up here, and you drink of his cup, and you eat of his bread, but it's just pretending, because he looks down. Do we think that he would, that he would not notice that we are unfaithful? Do we think that he does not see the symptoms of how we crave for sin over and over again? Do we think that he is not aware that we are pregnant with unrighteousness so much so that we cannot give birth to truth? Do we think that he is unaware Of what we do? Do we think he does not know our hearts and what we think and what we say? Do we think that he is not aware of what we do when we are in secret? He knows and he sees all of it. And yet, my Lord, my groom, still looks upon us with love in his. Faithfulness, and he says, I love you. I love you. I know that sin has led you astray. I know that you are enticed by your your flesh. I know of all of your weakness, but I love you. I love you so much and went to the cross for you. He sees at all and he knows it all and he knows that so many times we slip away to another love he knows of all the times we, we are seduced by the cares of the world he knows that we are troubled and he knows that we are anxious and he knows that we are led astray and he knows that we sometimes doubt and we are afraid. And if I do say, sometimes we want to turn back. He knows all of it. And in the midst of all of that, my my Lord still says, I, truth, you, though I have called many, it was for you that I died. I call you, I love you, and I have not really, he doesn't really care about our outward beauty. And though sometimes we can put on makeup, he is our covering. And we think sometimes we conceal our wicked ways. Appears. One day I found myself in a bar having a good time. What if my Lord had met me there? And one day I found myself being a hypocrite and back talking the same. What if the Lord had come and meet me there? And one day I found myself in someone else's bed. What if the Lord had come and meet me there? The Lord is coming back. Will you be ready or not is the question for the church who is the bride of Christ? The Lord, the Lord, the bridegroom is coming back for our church. Oh, we need his grace, oh, we need his mercy. He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish or wrinkle. The (laughs) wrinkle. And the wrinkle in my dress. Do you know why? (laughs) Usually. As the bride enters, people would slip money in the wrinkles. And don't think I know none of you didn't do that. they would slip money and the rinkers to help to pay for the wedding, to help the bride and the groom get on with life and my lord my bridegroom the bridegroom has said to me you do not need to have any rinker because i am coming back to present the church to my father stockless unblemished and without wrinkle my lord is saying that i am sufficient i do not need anyone to stand between you and i i have paid the ultimate price you need nothing else because everything that you need is within me my bridegroom and yours has paid the price We need nothing else. We need no middleman to stand between us and him. It is just the bridegroom and his church because he has paid the price. Jesus has done it all. I know what you think. that these days, the bride, she does everything while she wants to look the prettiest. She wants to make sure that everything is in order. She wants to make sure that there's food, and everybody clothes, and and the decorations, and the house. That girl even wants to decorate her own house. And imagine that, ladies, your husband is the one decorating your house. You would never approve of that. Oh, no. What man can decorate like that but my Lord is the one who has gone and is the one decorating the house in his father's house. Mansions of glory for you and I and all of it. All of it laid in his hands. The bridegroom has done it all. And all we have to do is to wait. But how are we going to wait? And how are you waiting for him? Are you even faithful in your wait? And even in our unfaithfulness, Even when we are wicked, even when we go to the enemy time and time and time again, my Lord, because of his finished work on the cross, he did it for you and for I when he says, it is finished for you, I have died. My Lord the bridegroom is returning and here is the question all of us must answer will you be ready or not